This is the old Trailblazer broadcast, and this is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, inviting you to stay tuned now for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on God's Word. We want to give you our mailing address at this time. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Don't forget, we're asking you to help us with the broadcast, if you will, so we appreciate you. Appreciate you helping us. We want to continue our study. We began the last day or two on the book of First Peter. We're taking our time. We're going real slow. And I believe that this will be a timely study for us. Uh, I never grow weary reading and studying God's Word. No, I don't, I don't do that. I, love to, I just love to sit down and read God's Word. And uh, we've, uh, we've gotten there to the second verse of chapter 1. I wish every one of you would read both uh, the letters of Peter. I believe that it helped you and me both to understand much of what a child of God goes through in this life in serving the Lord. We see there in verse 2, Peter acknowledging or saying that he was an apostle of Jesus Christ because of the election of God. That's my stand this morning, my friend, also. I'm a child of God only because he chose me. He chose me just as he chose uh, many others. Yes, just as he chose Jacob and left out Esau. We all know what the scriptures teach. Jacob I love and Esau I hated. That's what God's word says. Many have told me, uh, sarcastically, so to speak, well, that scripture is not literal. It doesn't literally mean that. But uh, then God didn't mean what he said in uh, John 3.16, did he? Listen, uh Oh, no, no. Is that, uh, is that not literal? For God so loved the world that he gave his Son, that whosoever believeth in him should uh, not perish, but have, ever, have everlasting life. My friend, how quick are folks to run to that verse when they want to want quote any part of the Scripture because that's one of the best-known best verses in God's Word. But they say that Jacob I love and Esau I hate it is not literal. Do you believe this verse, my friend, John 3.16? Probably the most quoted verse in the Bible. But if the verse about Jacob and Esau is not uh, true and not literal, then how do you pick and choose? No, all of God's Word is true. I heard the old trailblazer say one day that uh, someone was questioning a statement he had made and this preacher said well you know pastor that verse is only that verse is only in the bible one time well my friend one time is enough for the lord isn't it isn't that enough to to let you know that it's true no all of god's word is true listen the soul that sinneth it shall die and after that the judgment that yeah this verse is this true but some of you won't have it so my friend all i can do uh, is preach God's word and leave the results with him. You, you, did you know that it's gracious to be able to come here uh, and wherever I'm at, to, to wherever I am, to stand and proclaim God's word knowing that it's not left up to me? No, I have no power to open your heart. I know one thing, you can believe God's word and be saved, disbelieve it and be damned. That's right. Which one will it be with you this morning? Peter was an elect of God. Just as every soul who is ever saved, I won't even think of arguing the scriptures with anyone, my friend. Only a fool would do that. Did you know that? Only a fool will argue the scriptures. What, what a salvation we see, a salutation we see here in verse 2. What a salutation or opening of this letter. Peter writing to, the, to those scattered all over that area and also to us. 
God's word is to you and to me if you're a child of God or if you want to know the Lord, if the Lord's dealt with your heart and you want to search God's word and see wherein you might be saved. But those out there, the agnostics and skeptics and the infidels and Unitarians, the Bible's not written to them. They hate the word of God. And my friend, it's like the fellow said, someone asked the man, well, why don't you leave the Bible alone, friend? He said, Cause it, because it won't leave me alone. So that's what that's what we see today. But all of God's children uh, know and believe God's word. But he was writing to those scattered over that area and also to you and I who are the children of God. Listen to what he says. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Grace be unto you and peace be multiplied. He was writing to the saints of God. He called them strangers and sojourners. That's what you and I are in this world, my friend. If you know the Lord in the forgiveness of sin, if you're depending upon our Lord for your ever, uh, for your, the grace to keep you going day by day, you are a pilgrim and a stranger in this land. That's what we are. God's child knows that this world is not his home, uh, that he's just passing through. Uh, somewhere, and I've read it, we're just, we're just tenors. Just living in a tent, so to speak. That's what uh, the uh, older people did there. I mean, the people there in Christ's time, many of them lived in tents. I often look about and see all the hustle and the bustle of what's going on in our country today. Folks are uh, pressing on, attempting to obtain riches, buying and selling houses, putting money in for a nest egg in some uh, 401k for their old age, and many are already past uh, three score and ten, my friend. Yeah, folks... folks uh, uh, tell me that they're saving up for their old age when they already have uh, gray hair and a hump back, my friend. Yes. Uh, isn't that foolish? And yet they're putting down roots, as it were. <clears throat> Slight like reminds me of an 80-year-old man planting a pecan orchard. He'll never see the results of that, my friend. He ought to just uh, get somewhere and get quiet and sit on the porch and rest. And, and begin to serve the Lord. Yeah, I, I believe that, my friend, firmly, uh, that uh, God's, per, God's child is not uh, knows that he's just passing through this life. This life, uh, my, home is on the, my home is on the other side. This world is not my home. You, you ever heard that song they sing, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through? I love it. I love to hear it. Yes, my home is on the other side of Jordan. I think much about that when the children of Israel were being delivered out of the, out of the wilderness there and they came up to the Jordan River. You know why they crossed the river? Because their home was on the other side. The Lord said he would bring them to the land of milk and honey. That's where we're going, my friend, one day. The Lord's going to come uh, snatch us out of this life Snatch us out of Satan's territory. This home, this land here is not the Lord's land. This is Satan's territory. When the Lord cast him out of heaven, he cast him here to the earth. And he ruled. He's the God of this world. Get your Bible and read it, my friend. Yes. Yes. <coughs> and uh, my home is on the other side. It's made of uh, solid gold, overlaid with gold. And the gates, let me tell you, the gates of that city never swing outward. Years ago, uh, I heard that song where the gates of gates of uh, that city swing outward never, and I didn't know what they meant. But now I do. No one ever desires to leave heaven, and therefore the gates only swing inward. I wish our people, my people here at Radio Missions, were not so earthbound. I think much of how we could uh, send the message out over many more radio stations if folks would just trust the Lord and turn loose of their money. They that have, uh, you that have hoarded up 
uh, for a rainy day. But look, Peter says to us, grace, grace be unto you. Is not this what you and I should say, uh, my friend, to our friend when we meet them there? Yes. When we meet uh, or greet our friend, how the love of God <coughs> has uh, uh, been in our lives and how it should be sent from one saint to another. And also I say, Peter said, peace be multiplied unto you. The grace of God and the peace of God. This is a far cry from what we see today in the average greeting of one another, isn't it? Yes, there's only the talking of the world and worldly thing. There's so much jealousy and hatred in this world. We just don't see much of the Christian greetings, do we? I often wonder how long the Lord <clears throat> will allow this world to remain. Oh, Brother Coles, who used to preach here years ago, he made a statement. He said, I don't know how long the Lord's going to put up with all this. And I thought much about it. I said, that's right. How long is the Lord going to put up with it? My dad used to tell me, now, son, we're not going to put up. I'm not going to put up with that any longer. But, my friend, one day the Lord's going to not put up with you and with this old world any longer. And you who won't have the gospel, yes, yes. I don't know how long it'll be before the Lord come back. No one does. But especially uh, folks there, I mean, my friend, uh, in the realm of religion, uh, what, what do we see? No Christian greetings, do we? In verse 3, Peter begins, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his abundant mercy, hath he brought, begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I believe that every true child of God has this spirit within. It's, it's in his heart. Day in and day out, when he is free from his labors, his constant cry is, Blessed be the name of the Lord. The world takes the name of our Lord in vain or in profanity without uh, even thinking. But God's child hates to hear the name of his Lord dragged down in every bar and every honky-tonk where men and women gather. Yes, they, uh, he does. Man, um, uh, God's child hates that. When I was much younger, there was no such thing as to hear a woman swear and to see her with a cigarette in her hand. But now it's commonplace. No, it's just commonplace now for folks to swear and curse and blackguard, as my my dad used to call it. But uh, we just see, uh, oh, how our, our women folks have degraded themselves into cursing and swearing and smoking, my friend. Yes, but not so with the child of God. His mouth is full of blessings. Blessings, my friend. His heart is made to praise the Lord and to uh, uh, declare how blessed our Lord is. Let me ask you, my friend, let me take time here. Is there that praise and blessing God in your heart? Do you have anything to praise the Lord for? You who, <clears throat> you ever, do you ever, uh, uh, even if you won't admit it, my friend, uh, the breath that God gives you, the breath that uh, you wake up with every morning, the water that you drink, all comes from the Lord. How blessed is he to supply all of this for the sinner such as we are? I believe that you and I should take time out, spend some time in just meditating upon how blessed our Lord is. It's not just a word. That's not just uh, pulpit talk, my friend. No, our Lord, how blessed our Lord is. But no, the average one of us is in such a hurry that we run through the day and all day long and night comes. No praise for the Lord. Listen to the verse again. According to his abundant mercy, he has begotten us. We won't have too much time left to go into this uh, abundant mercy. But let's look for what little time we have left. Friend, do you know anything about mercy? Are you... Uh, 
aware of his mercy? Has it ever dawned upon you that you are an object of mercy? What? Oh, my heart, my friend. You may want to rear back and say, I don't need anyone's mercy. I'm my own man. I work hard, make my own living. I do as I please. No one has ever had mercy upon me. But listen, friend, are you saved? Uh, are you? Are you a child of God? If so, then he's had mercy upon you. Are you out of hell? You may be ranting and raving and cursing and raising hell there, but are you out of hell, my friend, my man, my woman? If so, God has had mercy upon you. You say, I don't like that kind of talk, preacher, but listen, I'm being true to your soul. I don't preach God's word looking for your approval or disapproval. That has nothing to do with my preaching. I know what God's word says. Without the mercy and long-suffering of our Lord, we'd all be in hell. I know that this is not popular, but it's uh, what God's words laid and what he's laid upon my heart. I wish you'd stop and take stock. You may be on your way to hell and don't know it. My friend, I'm trying to be true to your soul by the grace of God. Oh, my friend, don't don't deny the mercy of God. Would you just thank the Lord for his mercy? Would you just bow your head wherever you are there and say, Thank you, Lord. That's what I do day after day. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you brought me to this hour. Thank you that you've had mercy upon me. Thank you for bringing the old trailblazer back to proclaim God's word to a lost and dying world. Thank you, Lord, for those who send in their offerings to pay for the radio broadcast. Thank you, Lord, for that mercy that you tendered someone's heart to pray for me one day that the Lord might open my heart. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis inviting you to tune in each day, Monday through Friday, at the same time, to the Old Trailblazer Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And we'll be back next time. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658. 